it, what an awesome week we had this past week. And, and tonight we just wanted to share some testimonies, some things that God did in, in our hearts. And tonight, you guys, um, we're going to dance for you guys. I don't know. It's, um, we, we learned all these songs. Okay, we learned how many songs? Six songs in three, three skits, really, four skits in one day. In one afternoon, and uh, our, our our first outreach that we went out and did was actually terrible, um, but somehow we're luckily we had the international team that was there and that worked with us that week, and uh, and they knew all the dance moves, and we just followed all of them. So um, I'm excited for tonight because we've got a group of students who are going to share their hearts with you guys, and and they're going to share their experiences with you guys and how God moved through their lives in this these this past week and um it, it's trips like this that never leave your heart it's things like this they experiences like this that never leave your heart and uh, and and i want to encourage you all if you didn't go even if you did go and you've already heard these testimonies i want you to listen again because um God's got you here for a reason. You're not just here for a coincidence tonight. You didn't just, not just here because maybe a friend invited you to, or you're just here because this is what you do. God got you here for a reason tonight. And I just, I know he's going to speak to your heart through something that's said, something that's shared and something that, um, and he wants you to hear this tonight. So I'm going to ask our green shirt team, um, which our Nicaragua team, if who would like to come and share first. Oh, Mackenzie, right away. Man. Hello. All right. God did some big things in my heart this week, so I'm excited to share it. I've actually been talking about this trip all day, so I'm ready. I'm pumped. But uh, God really did or worked two things in my heart this week, and one of them is he showed me the difference in faith this week between the United States and there. You know, here, kind of like uh, Grace was talking about during worship, it's so normal, it's so used to it, where we kind of take advantage, or we don't take advantage of it, we just kind of go with the flow, and it's, we don't utilize the time we have with him here. There, it is all they have. They are so hungry to learn there. They're so hungry for whatever we have to say, and they just go after it. They put their pride aside. They are passionate. They are on fire. And they just utilize every second that they have with God in their churches, in the streets, when we were talking to them. And that's what I want to bring back here. We didn't have to go there or go to Denver or go on a missions trip to be that on fire and that passionate. I want to bring that to this church. I want us to be able to put our pride aside and just be able to call out and take advantage of the time we have with him. And there, the children are the spiritual leaders of their church and of their families. And I think that speaks mountains. You know, the Bible talks about that childlike faith and how we're all supposed to have that childlike faith just to lead anywhere we go, not just in church, you know, not just around people who are Christians, but anywhere we go, no matter who we're around, just to have the faith of a child and just know that he's there. And the other thing was um, the power of prayer. You know, I think that's another thing that we're very used to. Okay, we go to church, we pray. Maybe we pray for dinner. Maybe we pray in our rooms at night. But prayer is so powerful. And one thing that we really took advantage of this week was verbal prayer, speaking out loud. You can pray in here all day, and he still hears it, and he still answers those prayers. But there's just something powerful about speaking out loud and just declaring in his name that something is going to happen, declaring that he's going to heal, and he's going to 
take control of whatever situation you're in, especially with a group of people. When you're surrounded by fellow Christians and you guys just cry out together, there's so much power in that. And through that this week, he did some amazing things. And I can't wait next summer. I'm going back for two and a half months just because that's how powerful this trip was. And I believe that that ministry is doing some powerful things down there. And I mean, God is working in that place. And I just encourage you guys to keep praying for that place and what he's doing there because he's moving mountains in Nicaragua. Yes. Yeah. Great job. I, I love, yeah, come on up. I love, you, she talked about that childlike faith. It's like what the Bible talks about is a childlike faith. And what that means is you guys have seen little kids and they're, they, they totally trust. They totally believe. They totally don't always obey, but they, they, they totally, they trust. Like I had Jackson, er, not Jackson, cause I couldn't do that with him anymore. I had Jet standing on the counter, uh, last night. And he would jump off, and I would catch him, and we'd spin around. I couldn't do that with Jackson because he would smash me now. But I had my, my three-year-old, and, and he just had this faith that dad was going to catch him. And that's how we need to be, that childlike faith, is we have to have that faith that no matter what we're going through, no matter what, what happens in our lives, that God's going to catch us. He's going to be there for us. And, and I love that childlike faith of, you know, you tell a little kid that God can heal someone, and they're like, okay. They're like, yeah, he can. You know, a lot of us, we're like, uh, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. But, you know, a kid has that childlike faith. They're like, yeah, I believe that person's arm can be healed, their their heart be healed, whatever it is that they're going with. And that's what God is asking us to have is that childlike faith. Everybody, give it up for Tate Kelly. Okay, so this week, um, the uh, Nicaragua is my fourth missions trip that I've been on. And it was definitely my favorite by far. Um, on our last day of ministry, at our last program of the day, we did about four programs per day. Um, we went to this, definitely like the most sketchiest area we've been to. Um, there were a lot of gangs around there. And we didn't see that many during the week, but there were a lot of gangs and a lot of drug issues and a lot of, a lot of poverty. But um, uh, during the program, there were some adults hanging around. And that was kind of normal, but there were a lot more adults just hanging around and listening to us. Of course, they didn't listen as much as the children did because, like, childlike faith, like Jeremy McKenzie were talking about. But um, at the end of each program, we would always ask for prayer. There would be a salvation prayer, a healing prayer, and, like, family problems or friend problems or anything. And during the um, healing prayer, this I, I noticed in the background, like, by the adults crowd or whatever, there was, um, like, a teenager in a wheelchair. It was a girl. And there was a man standing behind her. And... Um, he brought up, he brought her up for the healing. And, um, I don't really remember her name cause there were so many names that were just flowing in my head all week. And, um, but that the man was her uncle and she had been, uh, her mother died at a young, when she was young and her father ne- neglected her. And that was many stories of a lot of the children down there. And, um, it was, it was the same thing with her uncle, too. Her uncle had been through the exact same problems as her. Like, um, both of his parents neglected him and stuff. And so they both were living with their grandmother. And um, and her, the girl that was in a wheelchair, she was in a wheelchair because she, because of, like, the brokenness inside and just because of, um, she had, like, leg and hip problems ever since she was little. She was born with those problems. And, um... I just could feel the presence of God around us through that entire moment there. And um, he was talking about, the uh, the girl's uncle was talking about 
like her problems and stuff and was explaining what I was explaining to you guys. But he would point out that she is beautiful, she is smart, she is a nice girl, she knows Spanish, she, t- she can talk. And I just thought that was amazing that despite her brokenness, he was pointing out her positives. And that is what God does with us. Despite our brokenness on the inside, despite our hurt, despite our disease, he points out our positives. He tells us that we are worthy, we are loved, we are beautiful. And he cares for us so much more than we can ever imagine. And I just thought that was incredible how God spoke to me just through two people that I had never met before and I probably won't end up seeing again. But we believe, we believe that, we could, that um, God could heal her. And um, God spoke to a couple members on our team that even though her healing didn't happen right then and there, it was going to happen someday and the healing pro- process has started and she is going to be better someday. And that just spoke to my heart and... Um, it was, it was a great trip. All right. Man, that was great. Maybe you should start preaching. Um, we're going to perform a song for you guys. Um, for our team can come up, make two lines. So obviously, being in Nicaragua, everything we did was in Spanish. And so we didn't always understand everything, uh, but they did. And... Uh, we did a lot of dances. Uh, we didn't know we were going to Nicaragua to do uh, hot Zumba, uh, but that's what we did. It, and it was really, really hot there, and we sweat a lot, and we smelled a lot, and we it was awesome. It was worth it, though. Totally worth it. I don't think... The only air conditioning we found was in gas stations, and uh, it was it was awesome. So, and in the airport. <laughs> the last day, we walked into the airport, and we opened the, the doors open. We walk in air conditioning hit us and we were like we can't turn back (laughs) we've got to go home we got to press on so uh next person go ahead and come up mag you're right give it up for max poisoner so during this trip like mackenzie said childlike faith was a real big thing to me um one time we were sitting on the bus and we just heard kids singing um and our leader, Kirsten, said that they were the leaders of the worship team, just like little, little kids. And it, she said it was because they were, were the ones who were saved, not always their parents. Um, so we got to see kids leading worship like we lead worship. And they were singing all the same songs in Spanish. And that just really spoke to me that they can lead the church like that. And if little kids have enough faith, we can lead the church too. So. Yes. Sarah Poisoner, give it up for Sarah. Okay, so God did many amazing things throughout this trip. But one of the things that touched my heart was that even though they had nothing, they were still happy. They still had these big smiles on their faces. And just the way they get treated at home... It just makes, it like opens your eyes because when you come there, at first they're a little bit hesitant because I, I think it was because they're abused at home. So they don't know whether or not they should trust you or not. And just once you start playing with them, they just get these, the biggest smiles on their face. And the second you walk in, they're just so happy to see you, even though they don't even know who you are, what you're there for. They're just so happy. And um, Tate was saying that she was talking to somebody on the way home, on the airplane home, and they were saying that 
it was good that you're doing missions, but it doesn't always have to be about religion. But the thing with that is that if you go on a missions, if you do missions and you just give them stuff, it's going to impact them for that one day. Once it's gone, once you leave, they have nothing. But if you go there and you tell them about the love of God and Jesus, then that'll last their whole lives. And that's, that really touched my heart, just seeing how they could still be happy. And just, I was so glad that we were able to give them a little bit of hope. Zach, Brookbank. Hola, mi amigos. <laughs> Me speak is but no. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't speak very good Spanish, just Spanglish. Anyhow, um, so this was, I'm Zach, and this was my very first missions trip, and it was a mind-blowing experience, personally. Uh, quite a few changes in my life. Um, one, just a little thing, is I had been planning on going into the Marines, and, um, and obviously, like my intent, I wanted to be a witness while I was in the Marines, but while I was there, God just laid on my heart, he's like, you know, why not just be a missionary in the Marines? And you, you, you're... The people you could focus on as a mission group is these men who are going overseas and some of them be losing their lives, so why not focus on them? So I had that calling on my life while I was there, and that was super awesome to have that confirmation in my heart. Another thing is, uh, you saw a guy on the screen a couple of times. His name is Christian. He's 20 years old. He's from Nicaragua. And Christian was super inspirational. He's this 20-year-old dude, and he's up there, and he's preaching. He's on fire for God. He's doing it in front of his peers, in front of people who are older than him in front of literally hundreds of people. And uh, one day we were at a high school, and uh, it was a little bit of a tougher crowd. You know, people weren't exactly, some of the older kids weren't really listening as much. And uh, Christian gave an altar call, and, about, and one kid came up, just one guy. And uh, he persisted. He just kept, he just kept talking, just kept talking. You know, I couldn't understand what he was saying, but he just kept talking, going on, going on about the goodness of God. And by the end of it, you know, 20, 30, maybe 40 kids were up there. And uh, it was just super, it was just super challenging to me, you know, I want to be like that guy. Even though he's my peer, he's my age, I want to be able to be like that guy, you know, now, even sooner. And uh, and something God just kind of spoke to me was, honestly, I was a little bit of afraid to be a witness, just a verbal witness to people who I really didn't know. And uh, God just challenged me to, you know, we, we did a lot, some, lot of awesome, great things, amazing things in Nicaragua, and I pray that it's a lasting impact. But, you know, we could do the same things here in America, you know, in our backyard and our next-door neighbors and people right across the street. You know, my next, my people, the people right across the street from me are drug addicts, and, you know, I could, I could be impacting them. I don't have to go to Nicaragua to impact a drug addict. And, uh, and so, you know, it's, it was a super challenging, um, very kind of emotional trip. It just showed just how amazingly blessed we are. You really have to go there to just understand how blessed you are to live in America. And it was a, quite a phenomenal experience, and I would encourage everyone to go on one, one time. Give it up for Zach. There's another song that our students love to perform. It's called My King Jesus or Mireille Jesus. Okay, I got it. Yeah. By the way, Zach, out of all of our group, is the worst Spanish speaker. He would talk to people out the bus window and he goes, I speak a little Espanol. And like the only word you said in there in Spanish was Espanol. So he would try to talk to people. Anyways, uh, check this out. Yeah. Landon, go ahead and stay up here. I think my favorite dancer all week was Landon. <clears throat> At our training day, uh, Landon worked really, really hard to learn these dances. And so he's going to share with you for a minute. 
I did it because I can't dance. <laughs> well, um, I don't know if you guys saw it on the screen when they were showing the pictures, but there was um, one place we went on the very first day, actually, and it was just a dirt road. There was just a dirt road with houses on each side. We pulled up, stopped, and hopped out. That was all we did. And we got out, and we started playing with these kids. And there was water running through the middle of the road. And I asked, I said, is this like just water? But it was a sewer. We, had, we, we were ministering in a road that had a sewer running through it. And just seeing these kids just play, and they loved every moment of it. They're playing in just this nasty water that no one can... Sorry, I'm tired after dancing. Uh, <laughs> they're playing in this nasty water that no one really should be even getting near, but you still just, you, they wanted you to just throw the Frisbee, they'd run, they'd step in it, they'd get the Frisbee out of it, and just seeing, <laughs> yeah, and then throw it back, and you had to catch it, it was really, it was, yeah, <laughs> but that's what spoke to me, it's just, they can be in this horrible situation where they live in basically what we would consider garbage here, and they're still just overflowing with joy, and they, they want to learn, and they want to see just what God's doing, and seeing them just play in the sewer with us. It sounds really gross when I say it that way, but they're just playing in the sewer, and they're loving every moment of it, and then they're so receptive to the message afterwards. You get attached to these kids, and it's heartbreaking every time you have to get on the bus because you get on the bus, and they will stand at the side of the bus, banging on the windows, trying to get you to come back out to play. And it's just, it's, it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do was to say goodbye to these kids. And we'd only know, we, the programs we did, including the time we played with them, maybe only an hour. And we played for an hour, maybe. And some of them were asking us, when are you coming back? Because I want to play with you again. And I want to hear what you have to say one more time. Because I don't get to hear that ever. And it gave me hope. And I really... It, break my, it broke my heart every time we had to leave, and I'm really hoping that we made a lasting impact. Give it up for Grace. Hello. Um, I was really struggling with just my purpose on the trip. I, we, had, like, we were flying there, and I just like took a moment. I was like, why am I even going? And... Um, it was, it was kind of weird. I was like, I usually am super pumped for things. And I was like, I'm just not even excited about this trip at all. And, um, like, the first day was just training. And I was like, this really sucks. I'm really hot. And I hate this weather. And <laughs> I was like, I hate I was like, I just don't like being here already. And um, then the next day, <laughs> nobody wanted to be the clown. So I had to be the clown the first day. And I was like, I already hate all of you. <laughs> and... <laughs> So I, I was a clown, and we were on the bus, and I was like, I'm really angry. I even, like, fake fell asleep because I didn't want to talk to anyone. And, um, and I was just really full of anger the whole time. And so, but we got there, and we pulled up to this school, and there were just, um, like, so many kids all along the gate. And immediately I was like, oh, my God. I was like, there is such a reason that I'm here. And I walked out, and all, they just, like, stormed us. And they were just so hungry for love. And um, immediately I thought back to this time when um, Jenny Weiss, she prayed for me. 
because um, I was having a lot of medical problems. And she said that um, all of your problems, all of the things that go on in your head, all of the um, anger that you sometimes get, <laughs> and um, she's like, it's just the devil trying to stop you from the great love that you have to show people. And I was like, wow, okay. And I kind of forgot about that. But immediately when I got off the bus, that's what I thought of. And so um, immediately, I mean, I just started showing love to the kids. And my whole attitude changed. And I was way happier the rest of the trip. But um, it was just cool to see how hungry these kids were for love. Like um, like all of them have been saying, like, they would just want you to be with, you, with them. Like a lot of them would follow us to every single program that we did. Um, on the last one that we did, uh, this little girl, she followed us the whole time. And by the end of the day, I was like, uh, I have to go now. Like, adios, chica. And um, oh, she was just like, te amo, te amo, which means I love you. And she kissed me on the forehead, and I cried the whole way back to the bus. But, I mean, it just took her, it took her that amount of time to say that she loved me. And that was just it was mind-blowing to me because they're just, they don't have that at home. They don't get any love. They don't, they don't feel love. They don't feel special. And just by playing with them, we didn't even know the language. Most of us couldn't speak it. And, but they still, just because we gave them a little bit of attention and hugged them a lot and like carried them from places, they loved us and they wanted us to stay. They wanted us to, um, I think some people said that, like, they asked them, like, will you come be my dad or something like that? Because their dad isn't there. Their dad doesn't love them like we showed them. So, yeah, it was just crazy <laughs> how much they needed it. Nick, come on up. Oh, Johnny's coming, too. Come on, Johnny. You come up, too. Nick, come on. Come with Johnny. <clears throat> It was, well, that day was so cool because we fed kids on the last day. It was so cool seeing our kids doing that. That was an impact to me. I don't know what to say. I guess um, I think it was Steve who said it, and he said, well, I bet a bunch of people said it, but I think he said that. God would work through us, and that I I knew that could happen, but I, I never really took too much thought about it. So I thought about that for um, most of the trip, and I con- I continued to wonder, like, how is how is um he using us? Um, so. yeah. Nick did so awesome last week. Like, he worked really hard, and he just served. You know, he's just kind of quiet. But, man, he was there serving, being involved. He was. He would go off, you know, because he's not a loud person and a big person. Um, but he would, like, somehow <clears throat> find ways to communicate with these kids. Like, he was finding kids, just pulling them out of kids who would be sitting on the side and be playing Frisbee with them. And, oh, he's coming back. Um <laughs> But we, it was, <laughs> but just doing that really opened doors for those kids to receive Jesus. Okay, so, um, I, uh, again, I'm not very, um, loud, ex- um, 
my body language isn't really loud. I'm not like, Ugh. which, um, so, which attracted a lot of kids being all movie and stuff. And I really wasn't like that. Uh, so I really would just take one of the Frisbees and say, well, I wouldn't say, I'd like point to a kid and say, hey, Frisbee? Yeah? And um, uh, most of the time they would say, yeah. Um, and we just did that, and, you know, I'd point to them. They'd catch it most of the times. And, you know, they'd smile, and it, it was fun and all. Um, later uh, that day, well, it was all days, but Debbie um, said, Hey, Nick, um, it says in the Bible that... Uh, Jesus, I can't, I can't remember exactly what it says, but it says something about Jesus being quiet and just about like being quiet, not using your words to move through people. Yeah, I think it was some, some like that. And that's what I did. I didn't know, oh, like any Spanish. So, you know, I would just, uh, be quiet, point, look at them, say, you ready, and throw, and I, yeah, I guess, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Jordan Wauner. Hi, guys. Um, I'm just going to share some, like, key moment, like key things that I saw. Um, I think they all happened on the same day and they just hit me a certain way. Um, we were at this school and it was probably the most people that we did a program for. And, uh, when we did the altar call, first of all, they like rushed the stage and like pushed us backwards and like, (laughs) yeah, they almost killed us. Like I almost killed Jeremy. And, um, we were praying in a circle and, um, all, all of us, and there, uh, there were some people from the church there. Um, we were all holding hands in a circle around this huge group of kids. And um, we, were, we were in the process of praying. So I had my eyes shut, and I was just praying to, uh, praying to God. And um, all of a sudden, I felt something on my arm. And uh, this girl was trying to get into this circle, so she, she, like, busted through my arms just to hug one of her friends. And I thought that was amazing just to see the love of the people for each other and just how much they want God, just to, to love on each other and love God and just support each other through everything. Um, and then right after that, we went to lunch. And um, in, we, we ate in a church. And in this church, there were a circle of women just praying. I was loud, sorry. <laughs> just praying um, for us, they, they told us that they were interceding for all of us. And it was the loudest prayer I've ever heard in my life. It was so powerful. And you, you could feel God before you even stepped in the church. I was like, like I got off the bus and I was like, something, something feels weird. And then I stepped in and heard them and I was like, whoa, it was crazy. Um, but it was, it was so powerful. Jeremy came up and told me, uh, a lady threw up in the middle of the prayer, but they didn't even, they didn't even hesitate. 
they just stayed focused on God and how he was moving and what he was doing there. <laughs> it, sound, it sounds weird, but I thought that was just amazing that, you know, they, they don't even care. They don't even care about their own health. This lady just throws up <laughs> and just continues to pray. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, and then at, at the end of the night, we went back to that same church for a church service, which we shut up late for, but it's no big deal. Um, Nicaragua time. Uh, and we could hear it pulling up in the bus, like over the bus engine. And they were just in the middle of a song, clapping so loud and singing so loud. Like you couldn't even hear the drums. Like it was, it was crazy. I'm pacing a lot. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll leave it to Nick. <laughs> um, but it was just such a powerful church service. And it made me just wish that, you know, we could, we could do something like that. And we could be bold enough to stand out in our faith, even if no one else does it, just to like jump while we're worshiping and just clap like that and just go crazy for God because he's what we need to put our hope in. Um, and it was just beautiful to see all the loving people in Nicaragua. Theo. Uh, mine's not that long, but I do agree with all them, uh, all the joy and the love and all that kind of stuff. But, sorry. <laughs> uh, but there's this one uh, church we went to, and it was a garage. It was like a, probably just a normal size garage. It was actually, for like a one-car garage. And, uh, uh, um, the pastor said that they had 120 people there, and they would all just, there's no space, I was just thinking. I just was wondering how crazy that would have been. And then um, the other church service that we went to, that was really great, too. I really liked that. Really turnt and fun. It's cool. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, also all the kids, just playing with them, playing soccer, Getting to know them, they're just really fun to be with. Uh, their laughter is just all really good. I loved it. Good trip. All right, Jack and Andrew, come on up. You guys are our last two, I think. Give it up for Andrew. All right, so during the programs, there was always these, like, thug kids just standing in the back, and they were just too cool to even come up to the program and you know and um (laughs) but i always saw like this look in their eye of realization that there's there's hope and it made me realize that like it doesn't even matter who the person is like they can always come to god and accept him in their heart so yeah Uh, my favorite part was also like what Jordan was just talking about, that church service that we went to at the end of one of our days. It was just amazing. Yeah, like he said, before we even got there, you could just hear him praising out down the street. Like you could totally hear them. And then when we got there, uh, they were in the middle of their worship because we got there late. But we all found seats, and then we were just standing up and worshiping. And it was so crazy. They were all just 
like praising their hearts out just for the Lord. Uh, there was people at the front like waving flags around and stuff. And there was like a lady that was dancing around in the front. Uh, it was it was pretty interesting, but <laughs> it was amazing just to to see how on fire for God they were. And also at the end there was an altar call, and basically the entire church was up there at the front just praying. At the top of their lungs, people were like falling down. Uh, the pastor was like had veins popping out of his head because he was so intense. It was it was absolutely amazing just seeing how on fire they were for God. They didn't really care if their neighbor was judging them or not. They were they didn't care about that. All they cared about was what God thought about them. What God uh, yeah, what God thought about them, and that was just amazing. It was it was a really amazing experience. We what we would do we did four about four programs per day, and we would roll up to a school or to a neighborhood, and uh, and a lot of these neighborhoods they're not like homes that we live in. I mean, it's like the walls are tin or brick or or like it's like a like we would call a shack, dirt floors. Um, you know, it, it was it was just. Amazing to see how these people lived, and and uh, so we would roll up into a, a, a little community, and uh, our, our we would get off the bus, and our team would start playing uh, soccer or football, and, um, and or or frisbee, or just playing games with all these kids. And then we had another group um, that would go up to a house, knock on the door, say, "Hey, can we plug in our sound system?" And every time they would say yes, which was really cool, but. Um, but then it, just through that, those opportunities of our students playing games with the kids and, and sharing with the kids, I really think felt like that that broke down a lot of walls in those kids' lives that, that for, for them later on to come and hear the message of Christ and come and, and receive the message of Christ. And it was amazing at the time when they would um, call for students, for, for kids who would want to receive Christ, how they would just rush the front. And it was so cool to see that uh, about how just how many lives were changed. Um, can I get our, our Nicaragua team to just come and stand across the front? Um, as, as they're doing that, I want to tell you this. this. The week we were there, we did 14 different programs. Um, we reached, we reached 2,838 people. 900, guys, 995 decisions to follow Christ. Man, that's huge. And 447 healings. And and I believe that's huge. And I believe we serve a big God. And I believe we serve a God that's amazing. And, and not only, like what most of every one of these guys said, not only does God want to do that there in Nicaragua in, in those kids' lives, but he wants to do that here in your lives. He wants to bless you. He wants to take care of you. The amazing thing was those people in Nicaragua had nothing. They had nothing but Jesus. And it was amazing just to see those kids and those people just respond to him and, and just to give their lives to him. Uh, one time, one of the nights in our in our team meetings, we talked about how, well, it was the night after the church service. And we were talking about, well, why don't we praise like that? Why don't we sing like that? Why don't we worship God like that? And, and we talked about it. And I think it is because we feel like we've got too much to lose. We feel like, well, what's this person going to say about me? 
Am I going to lose some popularity because I praise God? I just go all out. Or am I going to lose some friends because I serve God and I don't serve my friends? Or am I going to, what, what am I going to lose? And, and I think we're so afraid of what people are going to think of us uh, that we, we don't give God our full praise. We don't give God even our full attention. We're sitting here, half of us tonight, we're on our phones during while our students were sharing. Maybe you still are. We don't give our attention to God. And, and, and so many times we let these distractions, these things distract our lives. And, and we need to give God the full attention, our full glory, our full praise. Tonight, maybe you're in this room and something that was said tonight impacted you. Maybe something that was said tonight spoke to your heart. Maybe tonight that, that nothing in this room spoke to you, but you're going through some things in your, in your life. There's some things, maybe it's some, uh, your, your relationship with your parents at home. Maybe it's a relationship with a friend or a boyfriend or a girlfriend that's, that's toxic, that's not healthy. That maybe, maybe well, I don't know, whatever it is. Maybe you need a healing in your life tonight. I believe that God wants to do that tonight. And I believe he wants to heal you tonight. I believe he wants to bless you tonight. And just like earlier, that childlike faith that we talked about, I want you to have that tonight. I want you to, to, to say, you know, I, I'm, I'm sick or, or you, but you know what? I believe God can heal it. My home life is terrible, but you know what? I believe God can take care of it. Just that faith in our God that he can heal, that he can bless, that he can take care of situations that if we were to just have faith in him, if we were to just trust him, if everything we did in our life, we put him first. So tonight I'm going to ask everyone to stand. One of the most amazing things that, that I thought our team was involved in this week, um, it's, it's intercessory prayer and what would happen while, while, um, you know, we would do the songs and we would do the, while I'm talking, if you still want to move, if you still need to respond, then you do it. And what would happen is, is we would do our songs and we would do our dances and we would do things. And, but then that came the drama time. And while we split up into two teams and while one team was doing the drama, the other team was either went back on the bus or was kind of behind the scenes and they were interceding. They were praying to God that God would move in that situation. And I believe those times right there were the most important times of this week. They were the most powerful. They were mo- the most God-moving, earth-shaking moments this week. And, and tonight, uh, these guys right here were the ones to do that. These guys were the ones to pray. These guys were the ones to yell out to, and pray to God for, for, for these students' lives. And tonight, we want to do that for you. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? You need prayer tonight. You need someone to believe that in faith with you that God's going to move in your life. Is there anyone else? You need to respond.